What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts. My name is Matt. Catch me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. What's going on? Returning from the other side of the planet. We went to the Black Mecca, Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) On all social media platforms and PlayStation, Westside Mookie underscore. I think it's two underscores on Instagram, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Just hit me at Westside Mookie underscore. This is literally everything about the profile is the same, except the Westside Mookie. Mm-hmm. But it feels good to be unified. Why Westside though? Because I'm from West Africa. Fair enough. Uh, and long time no see, everybody. Uh, it is the unwanted cousin or brother, whatever you call me. I show up to the cookout. <laughs> Are you sure? But um, aren't you supposed to be at the house helping with the cookout? You just gonna show up? See the apparatus. I'm gonna see you later. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I don't know why we let you on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's James. Uh, catch me on all social media at James dot one eight, and on Twitter, not dot James. <laughs> he got juked out of his account. Yo, they thought I was twelve, bro. Uh, ye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long story, but I'm here, back in action. So you're in Twitter jail. Pretty much. I had to make a new Twitter. It's been like six months. You could be out of Twitter jail by now. Yeah, but you know, they don't care about me. They won't let me appeal. I tried appealing twice. They said no. Dang, you really hate to see it. Yeah. It'd be young people, be. too. Hey, but Twitter, if you hear this, um, I'm 18. So I'm block me. Like, ASAP. Rocky. But if this is your first time listening, like I said, this is even more about nothing. The podcast where we talk about literally anything and everything we want to. Because we do what we want. It's kind of dangerous. I don't know. Someone agree to let us do this. Facts. In the words <laughs> of the great American poet, Loaded Lux, that's why I'm going to do what I want. We used to battle on the roof. The loser had to jump. <laughs> <laughs> You hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, I remember that's when I used to watch like rap battles hard. I remember hearing that, I was like, the loser had to what? <laughs> so loser has to die. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> he dies, he does. It ain't built for the week, my guy. Uh, but guys, as we took a week, we took a week off because we went to Atlanta to celebrate uh, Rafiki as he's getting married. Had some fun out there, got to see our boy Manny. Uh, but a lot of stuff happened in that absence. Facts. Uh, a lot of Marvel related stuff. Facts. Um, a lot of Spider Man related stuff, too. Well, yeah. Um, so it officially passed the flagship mm-hmm. uh, that is Titanic. And number two grossing of all well, it's number one grossing film of all time, but number two in terms of how much money it's made. Yeah. Uh, and I believe as of last weekend, so what would have been the uh, Sunday the fifth, it had closed out the weekend at two point three billion dollars. Endgame. Jeez. Endgame. Endgame is ending people's pockets. And do you know what Avatar is at right now? Isn't it only a few million above? It is at 2.75. 2.77. And games at what? 2.3. It only needs about like 400 million. To be the number one. To be all the number time. one of all time. all time. And it's this is only, it's going into. Fourth week? This is its third weekend right now. Oh, So we don't right. even know what is happening at the close of this weekend. But I feel like people have already seen it twice. So I don't think I'm like there. I've seen it three times already. Mm-hmm. I doubt there's the spoiler ban has been lifted. Yeah. I doubt there's enough momentum. Like the Chinese markets have already been counted. I doubt it's gonna see. But here's the thing. Um, I and we and we kind of talked about this because there obviously is talking about how much money it can make because of the anticipation. But there's also the run of like how long could it stay number one in box office. Now it doesn't have to be a number one box office to make a lot of money. For sure. Um, coming over like now that they're closing the third weekend into the fourth weekend, I'm I'm gonna say I'm 110 percent positive by the time that fifth weekend hits. Even by the end of next weekend, so coming up would be the 18th and the 19th, mm-hmm. it will pass Avatar. Just because, like, yes, everyone wants to rush to see it. Many people have seen it at least five times. <laughs> um, it, like you said, it's a rush because people, it's the most anticipated people want to watch it. They don't want it to be spoiled. They want to be the first ones to see it. Like, 
will it have a long theater life? Probably. Because there's always those people that want to hold out to the end, or they'll be like, ah, I'll wait till all the hubbub's over, I don't really care for spoilers, I'll just go see it when I see it. Or someone who's seen it five times, literally within the first three weeks, they're just like, oh, I'm going to go see it again in case I missed something. Fam, <laughs> <laughs> if you missed something the first five times, I got, I got questions for you. <laughs> Either that or they're like super like intricate time to look into. Actually, that's super funny because I missed this the fir- uh, first two times that I watched it. But uh, in the middle of the final battle, mm-hmm. when Scott first reunites with Hope mm-hmm. on the battlefield, um, they're looking for Scott's van. They locate Scott's van. He's like, we need to get the gauntlet over there. He's like, get that thing running. Um, I'll stall for time. And so then Hope shows up, and she looks uh, at Scott, and she says, we're on a cap. Yeah. Now, if you watch Ant-Man and Wasp, which a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't like the first Ant-Man. A lot of people didn't watch the second one, uh, which you did miss out on a pretty good film. Um, but there is actually a scene in there, because as you know, Scott was under house arrest because he took the deal to save his family. Um, from the, After the event of the Civil War, he hopes driving him to meet Hank, and she was, she's pissed off that he didn't call her to go to Berlin to help or whatever. And he's like, uh, he's like, what did you do? He's like, well, uh, Cap needed help. She's like, Cap, Cap, Tin America. <laughs> His friends call him Cap. <laughs> and she's like pissed about it throughout the entire movie. So it's a C to come back into the battlefield, and she's like, we're on it, Cap. And it's like, yeah, it's a nice little nod. Um, and just like little intricate details that I appreciate the Russos for. Yeah, no. Uh, if, it, if it gets there, I mean, that'd be cool. I don't think. And people like to associate... A, a movie making money with like how good the movie is. I really, I think no. Infinity War is a much better movie. I actually, I can agree with that. I think I can agree. With that. Okay, I, overall, yes, but this one, I think this one. Honestly, I'll be honest. Everything I like everything about Infinity more, except I don't know. I I was talking with a friend about this. I like Thanos a lot better in Endgame than I did. Uh, oh yeah, all in Infinity War. Oh, for sure, because this Thanos knows he's getting a dub. Yeah, this is <laughs> fam. This is Thanos. Game four. He's the Warriors. They're up three to one. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Thanos that we're getting. Game four, up three to one. Game five. Game five. <laughs> this is game five. They're up three to one. He like it's halftime. They're up by fifty. He's getting a dub. He's literally fam. Literally shows up and is. He might as well have been playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Chilling, waiting. I mean, it's kind of funny when it says um, they never saw it coming, and it goes, arrogant, um, arrogant people never rarely do. Mm-hmm. Homie was mad arrogant, but you know, he saw the future. Yeah. He so was just destiny is, fulfilled. So what you're saying is the Avengers were the Cavs. Facts. Respectable. Yeah. <laughs> they got the one championship win and they was out. Yeah. <laughs> and they deep down. Uh, the other thing, because um, obviously now that the spoilers being lifted, people are asking questions directly to the Russos, to screenwriters, um, about Endgame and like their thought process and reasoning behind a lot of the things. Uh, one of the more interesting takes was that Peggy Carter, so she married and had two kids, was actually married to Steve the entire time and they had two kids. Now it starts to get messy because they talked about alternate timelines uh, when things deviate from the past that we already know. But because they established that in Civil War, did that really break those rules that they set up? I think it's sticky, but no. I think the fact that they previously established that yeah, Peggy got married and had two kids. And we were wondering, who did she find? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, they said it so nonchalantly, and everyone was just like, ah, oh, no, nah, I could have been Captain. They just wrote it off. It was like, we don't need to know about that. Yeah, I was like, well, you're here, so and then obviously they, it's and not they you. brought it back. I mean, it's just interesting to think about that. I think a much better tie-off, because the way they ended it was, it's Peggy and Cap dancing in the living room. Mm-hmm. I think a much better tie-off, a much more solid, bing, this is Cap, bing, it's definitely him, would have been Peggy in the living room, pregnant with kid number two, Cap in the rocking chair with the first kid. Then we know for sure. Mm-hmm. That way we know, oh, okay, so it's all a tie back, it all makes sense, but, you know, subtly, it's like, I guess the Russos are kind of known for more than their, their subtle 
hits and throwbacks as opposed yeah. to more overhanded because that's a very clear it's a very clear thing again if you've seen the movies you probably it might take you a second to catch it but you'd be like oh if you've never seen the movies like oh that's cute yeah so also them confirming that cap has been able to wield mjolnir this entire time yeah which is very di- which is very very different than the comics yeah um now they choose to direct however they want. They've got their check. They're bouncing. They might come back for Fantastic Four, yeah, Fantastic Four, and Doom. Fam, they, I forget Fantastic Four. Do Doom. I want God Doom. If they do God Doom right, fam. When they did Battle Worlds, I remember reading that comic. That is my favorite iteration of Doom, point blank period, ever. Like fam, like Doom is an actual god. Mm-hmm. He has literally eviscerated the entire universe, escaped with Susan Storm and the other one, the other blonde baby, whatever her name is. Yeah, I got another. Yeah, so yeah, one of the other Fantastic Four that we don't really care about, and like it's oh li- Johnny, no, 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 the girl, the girl. Has, aren't they? I don't know my Fantastic Four that well. I just know the original four. Facts. <laughs> anyway, so it's a uh, Doom as the not only just a god as the supreme god of the entire universe was a different level of bad guy but it wasn't even like a bad guy it was just he was essentially a celestial and an entity like he he it was just, it was indescribable so i would love to see the russos tackle that in a series i don't want a one off movie mm, mm-hmm. go away i need a series i need 3 4 movies to do the god doom right yeah but which who knows which version of doom they do i don't want we don't need a doom origin story at this point like if you're a comic book fan who's halfway competent you know who doom is yeah so pay attention but in the meanwhile, they did express interest in doing Star Wars. Which sounds good to me, but why is my question? And they also confirmed that there are still going to be another trilogy of Star Wars movies yeah. starting in 2022. Which I, I believe. Which is too soon. Which I feel like is way too soon. Yeah, and they even said, someone came out and said they were going to take a break from the movies for a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's not a break. So then what are they What are they doing? They're going to Malibu for the weekend? That's no, break. no. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Rolling Loud to see Lil Nas X sing Old Town yeah. Road. <laughs> Did the same song ten hours over. Um, you bet. Listen, I don't know if this is into the podcast or not, but Lil Nas X, drop another song, fam. We like you as a person. The song is worn out already. After 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 Rafiki's wedding, I'm done listening to the song because you know we got to roll up with the alpacas and the horses in the back. Yeah, it got to be that way. Um, but the other interesting thing that came out was we finally got uh, another Far From Home trailer, mm-hmm. which we're just over two, we're just under two months out from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they came out with a thing where, uh, saying that if you haven't watched Endgame, there are spoilers containing it, and literally the first thing we see, uh, they're uh, t- calling back to Tony's death, and uh, Peter's like, everywhere I go, I see him. People have painted murals for Tony. Um they're talking about it on the news. Everyone's wearing like Iron Man masks. Like I believe there was a kid that was wearing an Iron Man mask, yep. like in the street. Mm-hmm. And so, him having to deal with the weight of losing his mentor, his father figure, uh, someone who he looked up to, uh, and then to go on this trip. And I do like the interaction with him and Happy talking about like he's like, "Why is Nick Fury calling me?" He's like, "You got to answer." He's like, "I don't want to answer." He's like, "Well, if you don't answer, I have to answer, and I don't want to answer." And then he. <laughs> He just, like, sends a voicemail. <laughs> He's like, this isn't a good thing. Um, and we see how it all starts to come into play. Fury follows him uh, on his trip to Europe. Um, and then he's like, yo, we need your help. This is Mysterio. He's from a different Earth. Bum, bum, bum. Thus, the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse was born. Here's my question. How do we have a multiverse if they went and put the stones back where they were supposed to go? No. Oh, sorry. Let me let finish. Yeah. I know you're about to give the explanation, but from everything we know, the multiverses are supposedly everything that we know from our basic knowledge. Listen, I mean, I'm acting as a fan doesn't read the comics and doesn't know about the multiverse structure and like you know there's one central universe that controls that basically 
controls all the other multiverses. Like in DC, they call it Earth Prime. Earth Prime, yeah. So all the, all the other like, universes are brought out of Earth Prime, and it's okay because they're stable. As long as Earth Prime is stable, all the other multiverses can be stable or destabilized, and it's okay. But Earth Prime has to stay focused. As a normal, regular fan, I'm confused going into this movie. Cap, put the stones back. Why do we have multiple Earths? Why do we? Because... We, we were told about multiple timelines, but not multiple Earths. See, and that's that was the explanation they used in Endgame, that branching the stones creates different timelines. But not necessarily different reality. Well, different realities. Like, they specifically said a different timeline. Yeah. Uh, so I think, like you said, it's another situation that gets super sticky. Um, their choice of wording was key, as Angel was talking about, like, the flow of time. Mm. Not necessarily the flow of reality or like jumping into an alternate universe or anything like that. So they specifically said, um, with the flow of time, you now create a disastrous timeline for us if you like remove it and you don't bring it back. And so that was to keep from those branching timelines. Now, in terms of multiple universes, um, and it's funny because the writers of Endgame said they didn't know Spider-Man was going to be introducing the multiverse. So, Which is funny because my Spider-Man already introduced the multiverse to us. Into the Spider-Verse. Well, in terms of like they didn't know like Marvel, not Sony, Marvel, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Far From Home was going to um, introduce it in movie format to us, like in their cinematic universe is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, not the concept itself, like being introduced in Spider-Man. But first question is like we're gonna need explanation like how did this happen like when did they come about like Mysterio jumping ship from his earth onto ours or this one and is it are we dealing with here's when it gets really sticky are we dealing with reality travel or are we dealing with a rupture in the reality because if we're dealing with a rupture then this is kind of a one way trip and, 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 and Spider-Man's gonna end up in a different reality if Mysterio has developed reality travel, which is not one of his real original powers, then we're in a whole different ballgame. I feel like that's what the movie is going to explain. Like, and I'm not saying like a whole long backstory, but just a quick kind of snippet of like Mysterio saying, oh, this kind of happened and I kind of ended up here. And I feel like that's what the movie's going to do rather than... I feel like that isn't the case. I feel like this needs to be a pivotal question that is answered and handled carefully because while this is the epilogue for phase three, I feel like however that is answered and handled is what's going to catapult into phase four. Like now, uh, Kevin Feige said this summer they're going to start revealing details for phase four. So after Far From Home is released for a little bit, they'll come out and they'll talk about what they want to do. There's still Black Panther 2 that um, has been pretty much confirmed there's Black the, Widow uh, the Black Widow movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 a Captain Marvel sequel um, and there was uh, another one that I forget the name of that I can't think of it at the moment but um, like what do we do like with these movies how are they placed over the next five year plan that they have that they present us with uh, so these are all key questions they need to answer in Far From Home and then of course uh, nice nod of having Tony's glasses yeah. in the trailer where Peter puts them on and takes them off. Now, someone had posted something really interesting on Twitter was, what if Tony becomes a new Jarvis? Because that has happened in the comics. Yes. And it's not completely outside the realm. Like, even at the end of Endgame, he made himself a hologram, obviously pre-recorded, but it's essentially just creating an AI that thinks just like Tony does. I don't want that. Like, yeah, it's, I think it would be cool and it'd be a nice nod. And there was some rumors towards the launch of Endgame that Tony and Chris, Chris Evans, might be uh, reprising their role in some capacity. Now, I don't know if that's completely fleshed out, if it was just smoke and mirrors that someone was blowing. Um, but if they did that, I think it would be really cool. Now, it's not necessarily like, yes, it's not RDJ proper. It's not Tony Stark proper. It is 
an AI channeling Tony's thought process, whether it's in Peter suit, whether it's just like a supercomputer that he accesses or something like that. I think it'd be a cool nod. I think it'd be a cool nod, but I think it kind of doesn't. It wouldn't do. I think it doesn't make sense because it, it wouldn't. In, in comics, when Tony became Jarvis, it made sense because it wasn't like he was dead. He was just missing. So for Tony to die yet his consciousness still be in an AI, I don't think that's I don't think that's something that he and Pepper would want running around, especially with his daughter growing up. So I don't I personally don't get it. So I'm a little against that. Maybe if it's like a hey kid, this is my goodbye message, you can do it. Go get him. I would like that way more. But you know, I guess we'll see. If they do it right, I mean, the Russos have yet to let us down. Um, they're not. Are they directing this one? No, they're sure. not. Um, they're done writing, yeah. So yeah, they're they're done with it. Um, I forget who who did the the Spider Man Homecoming one, but I believe he's the same guy. Yeah. Um, but I think the explanation for multiverse reality in Into the Spider Verse is a clean one. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And not only were they able to establish multiple realities they were also able to establish their own reality and that okay it's okay to exist in our reality visit other realities but we always got to go back to our own yeah. which is again a crux of like multi like multi-reality travel you can't just go to a different reality and stay there yeah that yeah. messes that reality is not only that reality but it messes with their timeline yeah. even, even um i think flash the tv show the flash on the cw does a great job of it like Handling that now, you do have characters that don't necessarily follow that rule. They go to another, and they pretty much just stay, <laughs> unless something forces them to go back or they're killed. But they always talk about, um, especially with Cisco's powers, like people from Earth to Metis from Earth to vibrate on a different frequency than on the like on Earth Prime or their Earth One. Um, and so there's always something off about being in a different universe a different uh, reality yeah um, and then there are exceptions of people I mean again more on the DC side Constantine can do whatever he wants <laughs> the dude goes to hell on vacation yes um, so for him space time dimensional travel because he has been stuck and in, in the in an in, in, in an interdimensional gap before um, which he said he did on accident but he was actually there on purpose for his future selves, but you know, Constantine is a constant different. He's a different kind of dude. We 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 let him be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we'll see. I'm, the concept of multiverses, um, time travel. I think time travel is getting a little played out. So I'm I'm glad they're going to multiverses. What kind of villains do we get? Do we get a different Spider-Man? Do we get a different Iron Man? Do we get a different Captain America? Or are they establishing, hey, this is our universe? And this has happened before. When one universe gets destroyed, and I mean the entire universe, some heroes have been able to escape the destruction of the universe into another universe and I mean, stay there. That's the entire premise of setup for Battle World. Exactly. That's what Battle World is. Like the entire universe is getting destructions. They slip through a portal in time, space, and reality, and they emerge in a different reality. Whereas God, where Doom is God. I mean, the same thing happened in Rebirth. Yeah. So. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I'm excited for the Spider-Man movie. Nervous for everything else besides Black Panther. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, especially just jumping back to the Spider-Man trailer. How I feel with that reveal of uh, uh, MJ finding out, like revealing, it's like you're Spider-Man. I feel like they're they are. I want to feel like they're going to pull that sucker punch where she does one of those psych-outs. He's like, that's your Spider-Man. And she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, what were you going to say? And then he's like nervous laughing. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Forget it. And that just splits. But I think they're really going to stick with it. Like, that's my gut feeling, and I don't know how to feel about it. I actually like it because then it's not this awkward teenage relationship that we got in the Tobey Maguire movies. It's a little bit more mature. They're dressing it. She's like, yeah, you're Spider-Man. Cool. I get it. Do it. Do you. But then... We'll see what happens. Because obviously later on we see Happy pop up. Hey, listen, I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work for Spider-Man. Get to the plane. Plane is blown up. New plan. New plan. I actually like that scene. So I think 
if MJ has some sort of emotional tie, like, well, she likes Peter, when she knows he's Spider-Man, I think it leads to Spider-Woman. It could lead to Spider-Girl. Obviously, it can't be Spider-Gwen, but it could mm. be Spider-Girl. Or Ghost Spider, whatever they're calling yeah, her now. Yeah. If it's Ghost Spider and it's not Spider-Gwen, there is a chance MJ could end up as Ghost Spider. Yeah. Just saying. Multiverse. Yes. Um, and then... One more question, then we'll move on here. Um, because of how they're introducing Mysterio, does that either mean there's another Mysterio running around in Peter Parker's universe, or is this guy uh, pulling everyone's leg and is going to do the old switcheroo on them? I, I think it's the switcheroo. I think he's feigning to be the good guy and he's going to be the bad guy. I, I think that makes the most sense. Um, but then again, it's not like Marvel has been one to uh, follow suit lately. True. And you know, with the Disney money coming in, they do what they want. They do what they want. That is by, that is in their bylaws. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, just want to recognize one of the uh, writers for the Raimi films and the Amazing Spider-Man did pass away earlier this week. All right, um, sorry, his name escapes me at the moment, but died at 92, all natural cause, uh, of natural causes. Um, but still, to be a part of uh, two franchises that people so loved dearly, even though they incorrectly label them as the best Spider-Man to ever happen, mm. that is Tom Holland. Stanley said it himself. Fact. Um, but still, like when stuff like that happens, like losing Stanley. Um, and then now this writer for the Raimi films for Spider-Man we're starting to get to that hard era where we're losing a lot of core people from our childhood Um, speaking of that we lost uh, one of the Red Rangers yes uh, Pua Magasiva he was the Red Ranger Shane in Ninja Storm Uh, one of the better Red Rangers Yes, and I'm really upset he did not get hit, like, to be a part of, like, the Red Ranger all episode. Red Ranger team up. Uh, they did it one season too soon. If they would have waited till Ninjas Don't Do It, I think it would have been really cool. But um, if you've listened to our earlier episodes um, where we talked about Power Rangers, you know, for me personally, one, I absolutely disdain <laughs> RPM. <laughs> Nothing is worse than the witches and the brooms of the capes. Are you talking about Mystic Force? Yeah. Nothing is worse is than that. The tires wrap <laughs> around the calves. They wrap around the calves. They are parallel to the ground and they spit. What <laughs> sense does that make? Wait, what did they do for Overdrive? I forget. Overdrive was the one where they had like access to the actual Ranger grid. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they can access their powers that way. But SPD was, I watched SPD, SPD the most. Yes. So like, uh, so like, obviously, if you if you've listened to the past episodes for me, you know I disdain RPM with a hot passion. And some of my favorite like Rangers iteration, uh, Ninja Storm, Ninja Storm, SPD, um, Wild Force was a good one. Wild Force, and, and I really I really love Jungle Fury. I didn't like Jungle Fury as much as I like Wild Force. I like the OG, obviously, the Mighty yeah. Motion Power Rangers. Uh, what was from, the one when they were firefighters? Spa- was it space or was it well, the other one that was, no, no, no. was space? Um, time Force? I, was it Time Force? No, it was either Time Force or Lightspeed Rescue. It might have been I think it was Lightspeed Light Rescue. Rescue. The Red Ranger was a, he was firefighter. a firefighter. Um But all of these iterations, um, Ninja Storm was. Ran in like 2003, I believe it was the first Ranger uh, season iteration installment to introduce the three Ranger yeah. system. But then we also added on uh, the Thunder Rangers, and then Cam became the Samurai Ranger. Uh, my guy Cam came through. Uh, Cam was my favorite. Like honestly, the thing I liked the most about that series was that like there was a point where. You didn't like the OG3. You liked the Thunder Rangers more. Yeah. And then there was a time when Cam came on and Cam was the guy. And then there was a point where Cam was, you didn't like Cam. Yeah. Like, there was, 
you know me, I'm Mr. Character Development. There was so much character development in that show, and it felt so complete because their problems seemed more real. Their their conflict seemed more meaningful. Yeah. The infighting, the brother versus brother, where one of the Thunder Rangers like literally abandons his brother and tries to go back to being a bad guy, but then you know they have like they, they literally they literally was like you know what put the guns down put the swords down they threw hands yeah and so then like drama and build up kind of yeah but like it actually made like for Power Rangers in that time it's just like man this is actually this is good quality content yeah. the villains were actually motivated by something other than trying to destroy the universe yeah and then also with uh, um, I think that's one of the few. It might have been one of the first ones where the villain actually did have like blood relation to one of the Rangers. Rangers, exactly. Uh, and that I think was what made it so interesting because Cam and his sensei uh, were in, like uh, I forget what his name is, the villain, but the two girls yeah. uh, are his Cam's cousins, cousins. Yeah, and they eventually like end up joining them and they're training to be their own Rangers, which I think they do don suits in a later season. Like yeah. they show up and they're like, oh, I'm the such and such Ranger or the Pink Ranger, or whatever. Um, yeah, like it, it's a shame to lose him because he was only 38. They don't know the cause of death, but he really was a part of what I believe uh, had some of the greatest episodes of Power Rangers. For sure. Um, they started, it was meaningful. They had a lot of great team chemistry and actor chemistry on that set um, to give us just memorable moments in Power Rangers. So we uh, send our thoughts and prayers to the Magasiva family um, as they're dealing with it. Um, So, yeah. Now is the moment of silence. All right, pizza today. God bless the dead. But, you know, we still got a lot of content left. It's And that really just gets me thinking, like, of all the shows that we've watched in our lifetime, like, what are some standout ones that you've absolutely loved? What are ones that you really, like... You want to go back and watch, or maybe something that you always bring up, but people never remember. Samurai Champloo, Champloo, whatever. Champloo, Samurai Champloo. That show got one season, and honestly, is one of the most dynamic, relational, and like gritty animes I've ever seen in my entire life. Not only was it like. Like they they built so many backstories and like side quests and so many other stories by the end of the first season and the way it ended, it, it was an okay ending, but like you could just the potential for that show to go on forever is was there. I'm just upset that we never really got more out of Mugen and and, and the squad. Like Mugen is a crackhead like like let's be honest like my dude is a crackhead his his, his symbol is like it's kind of like the kind of every time he's on screen like, there's always kind of a chicken near him or around him and like in the intro scenes like, he's like seen as a rooster that's because he's a wild fighting style and then Jin is this calm calm serene master of like technique and the two of them can't be the, like they can never beat each other. And it was again it was this yin and yang balance. Um, it was just such a good show that didn't quite get enough credit. Black Lagoon is also a good one that honestly gets some disrespect. I might have started throwing elbows in this thing. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever actually watched Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon was really good. It was again, I had no business watching Black Lagoon just because it's way more mature than I had any time to watch. And then Trigun is probably my third. I could probably go on and on, but for me, those are shows that I can't help but continue to rewatch. And again, the stories, the character arcs, um, even like the art style, like the development of like um, Vash the Stampede, like is always this kind of like goofy character all the time for like when it's about to go down. The art style all of a sudden gets clean, the details are sharp, I'm like, ugh, you know it's about to get a nice one, ugh, you see the pencil lines coming, you're like, oh, somebody finna get rocked. <laughs> <laughs> no lines, just color. Just color. <laughs> I, know, I, haven't seen, I, I haven't seen, uh, you're going back to Champloon, I haven't seen it, but I heard a good representation of it, people say it's a lot like Cowboy Bebop, but with Samurai. That's a good way of saying it. Uh, more gritty, though. Way more gritty. 
I guess uh, for me personally, I, and I remember this because IGPX. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's like what a Mortal Grand Prix racing yeah, some videos like yeah, that. Mortal Grand Prix. I, I remember I'd watch it as a kid, and I remember they said one cuss word on Cartoon Network, and it went straight to the straight to it. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was a really good show Even though I was a little kid I didn't understand what's going on But I saw ra- robots racing And fighting each other Throwing hands I'm like yo bro it's some real stuff And then when it got kicked off of Cartoon Network I'm like man It's nowhere to be found But I thought that was A, a really good show That I think needs some redemption And uh, nothing worth I don't watch. even know If there was a manga for it No I think it's just Straight up just a show That's crazy Cause you don't really Get a lot of those anymore You don't get uh, Um a- it seems like everything nowadays, in terms of like the anime front, is being adapted from written pieces. Yeah, and that's where they're getting a lot of their content from. There's no one like creating original stories now. To some degree, every show has like written source material, like um, the CW shows. They're literally pulling from comic books yeah. and stuff like that, and obviously they're piecing them together as they want to. But they there's not really any that have that original like. We're just gonna do this. Yeah. We're gonna create another mech anime right before it became like hella oversaturated. <laughs> Facts. Oh, and he's like, we're just, they're just gonna be throwing hands on a racetrack. Yeah, uh, and another, I think that was so unique for its time. Yeah, and also something else that's not as common is when the manga follows the anime, or when the anime is ahead of the manga. Yeah. See, but then you get problematic, and then you end up like Naruto with three whole seasons of filler. Yeah. <laughs> back to back to back. <laughs> I, I remember uh, my chem teacher was in super into mech animes and I'd be in class I don't know how I passed his class but I did but I'd be on my laptop watching anime and he'd take my laptop and pull up some weird mech anime and I'd watch a new one every week he's like watch this and I'd just see police officers and all these suits I thought it was Voltron for a second (laughs) (laughs) and that's all he would do I would never remember them but that's all I did (laughs) it'd really be like that it'd be like that Um, I remember the first time I was like in class um, in the computer lab and I was like totally like not paying attention. <laughs> I had my game informer out and homie came around the corner, looked at me, went back to his desk, came back with a new issue, it was like page 36. I was like, let's go my guy. Um for me, uh, I think um one of the shows that I absolutely miss and love, like you got this is no stranger. I rewatch you, Hawk Show all oh, the freaking a trillion time. times, all the freaking time. I wish Spirit they did. Gun. I wish they did it more justice, but you know what? We got what we got, and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, that was, that was that's in my top five as well. Yeah, I also like if we're starting to get into more like non anime. Uh, I remember Kodolioko. Kodolioko was lit. Yeah, that, that was a really good one, and I remember. Um, so SD Gundam, mm-hmm. I, I loved SD Gundam. Like it was different from uh, they had more chibi sized Gundams, and it, it was just so different from what they usually did that I was just like, I'll, I'll ride for this. I'll ride. <laughs> like I don't know what you mean, but I'll ride for this. For sure. Um, Shaolin Showdown. Fire. Ooh, I hate that they tried to do a reboot of it. Trash. I absolutely detest that, but um, what I loved about Shaolin Showdown was it was also in that time frame where stuff was just so real. Like, the issues that they dealt with, uh, the betrayal. Oh, um, Raymundo joined. Yeah. Raymundo! And then my boy came back with the cleanest comeback of the year. Facts. To become the Wudai master? Facts. Dog. I... I was honestly never more proud of someone I did not know in my <laughs> <laughs> And then they gave him the suit. Oh, my gosh. Lit. I absolutely loved everything about that show, from uh, Jack Spicer to Chase Young to uh, Homeboy Jermaine. Yeah, and oh. remember, remember when they come, Jack Splicer. Yeah. <laughs> Spicer. Jack Spicer. <laughs> yes. And it, just like this incompetent like villain <laughs> who finds a way to win. Every time. <laughs> almost like Every time. 85. Five percent of the time, he is quite literally the worst. The buggy of <laughs> buggy the clown. <laughs> he calls me a buggy the clown. Like honestly, who in his right mind, a villain that you get from episode three of One Piece, yeah. now owns an entire fleet with giants. And has not done a damn thing a day. <laughs> Yo, Bucky was real life tied up with his feet and his hands and his head for three whole seasons. Yes. He was in prison for six. 
and then he comes out. He just has a flea because they think he masterminded a breakout. Fam. Because again, not that he did it. They think he did it. Yeah, Luffy quite literally broke everyone out of prison. They just happened to follow Buggy. But uh, hey, you know whatever. If they ride, they ride. Right. Um, and there was also for the longest time uh, there was a show that I always watched on Toonami. Could never remember the name of it. I just remember like characteristic and traits and like moments. And I, I was just like, ooh, I remember what it is, Knights of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. And that's all I remember. And so then I remember going to look back look it back up yep. and it was Saint Seiya. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, That makes sense. Makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense. The Pegasus more. <laughs> Uh, but there are so many uh, good shows that happened from the early 2000s. Early 2000s was like the Jackie Chan show, Ooh, which was yeah. listen. OG Titans. OG Titans. Ooh, uh, Sonic on uh, Kids WB. Sonic X. Sonic X. Yes. yes. So so many good shows. Uh, I mean, again, I think we got. I think what we got, we, we got what we got, and it was good. I just wanted more. Avatar, OG, Last Bender. Yes. Like Korra was cool. Not doesn't compete. It, it doesn't, but they injured. They did. I they tried. They really tried with Korra. I think they really tried. I think that's one of the more successful sequels and follow ups that we give it credit for compared to everything else we've gotten True. in terms of follow ups. In terms of follow up, Korra was good, but like I am glad. Like I wish that I wanted them to animate it just for like the hardcore fans and put it on like a limited edition DVD. Yeah. But they're they're fleshing out the world of Avatar yeah. when Zuko becomes I mean we get Fire Lord Zuko he meets his mom he meets his mom like they, they actually that's kind of where the show ends but in the books they've like you know Zuko goes on this whole adventure to find his mom they find like like Aang is not Aang and Zuko like really developed this friendship in the books that's so much more than we could ever, yeah. ever imagine. And then even um, storyline with Toph, like Toph. she doesn't really get resolution at the end of Avatar Last Airbender. She just kind of left how she is. Um, but even further developing her as a character, ultimately leading to her becoming becoming chief. the chief of the bossing say police force. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, she was kind of running away from that responsibility from a very, very from a young age. She just kind of wanted to be one with Earth. And like, just be an earthbender. And like, we kind of get like, oh, she finally achieved that when we when we first see her straight up in the swamp, barefoot, chilling, grandma chilling with a pot of soup. Yeah. And um, Cora, we think, oh, she really made it. And then we find out, oh no no, she's like achieved so much more. This is her like. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I just I'm kinda, retired. I'm retired, dog. Like, <laughs> Reg, yeah, literally, Reggie Fizeme. Hey, I'm done, y'all. I'm out. Y'all, I'm out. <laughs> deuces, deuces. Um, one show that I think um, that I absolutely loved didn't get the loving care that absolutely needed. Shaman King. Shaman King was so good. It had the potential to be so freaking good. And they quite literally shafted it. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the only way to put it. Uh, and even reading the manga, now the manga, the way they wrote it, it didn't end the best. But I still would have loved to see them be true to that. Yeah. But let's also talk about shows that, you know, were around, and we're kind of glad that they're no longer around. <laughs> Ooh, fam. I got one show in mind. You already know what I'm talking about, but I'll let everyone else go. I'm, listen, I'm... Zatch Bell. <laughs> <laughs> You have never been wrong. <laughs> Fam, I remember when Zatch Bell first dropped on. Oh, yo, this is gonna be tight. I mean, oh, it, when, the, we, was when, when we, we first get the dark ones and they're coming, I was like, oh, Dark Dude, World is like, gonna honestly, be not like nothing. the concept of Zatch Bell was so cool. Zatch himself was pretty cool. The the storyline where it's just like Keo doesn't want the responsibility, only certain people can read the books. When they introduced Barago, I lost my <laughs> mind. <It was> like, <laughs> Man, <bro. laughs> I'm still upset Barago did not become Moto King in the end. That's all I'm gonna say. Because he deserved to. Right? Like, even though you thought he was going to be an antagonist, he wasn't. He was a situational ally. Like, dude, listen, the dude had. So an anti-hero. No, not, not an anti-hero. I say situational ally for a reason. Because he is only uh, he's, singular. he's only a foe to them because of the competition. Yeah, he, uh, he, let's, has, let's he has a singular focus. He wants to become king so he can protect them. Period. Fair enough. And like obviously they flesh it out later, like when you first see him, you just think, 
this dude's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot more than that. Facts. And it started cool, but then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know where they went wrong. I don't know what the yeah, okay, okay. I just know at some point I'm looking at this and I'm like, this ain't it, Chief. That's not it. Any other shows? That, um, that started? I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> you can't. I'll well, ping pong the animation. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord, who who let someone animate like that? This, I, I don't know. Someone real life did animate Naruto and paint, though. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and so we all know Toonami was the staple the greatest, the cornerstone for Saturday nights, for afternoons when you get back from school. That's what you did. Um, that's what you did. That's what, yeah. You Your just, parents aren't home from work yet. You no. shouldn't be doing homework. No, you should not. You can not click on the TV. Friday, Saturday, what you mean? What you mean? You can yeah. The TV. Ooh. And if, you had, if you had a TV in the basement, yeah. yeah. Ooh. And you said Friday. Let's talk about uh, Cartoon Network Friday nights. Yeah. Dude. That lineup. Unmatched. When that music would kick in. Unmatched. Okay. Right at 7 o'clock. Actually, let me backtrack real quick. Uh, a show so underrated. Hi, hi, Puffy Ami Yumi. Yo, you're so right. I totally Dude, forgot about that the, show. The band that did the Teen Titans theme song, and they animated that show, and they went on their own crazy adventures. Oh, my God. I love that show so much. Uh, but Toonami, and then later to Maguzi, which Maguzi was also slept on. Which is pretty good. Because it had a really good lineup. It had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It had the 2003 iteration. Then when it went to Fast Forward, um, it had Code Lyoko. And then it had, uh, there were a couple other ones that had, and I, I was, t- was Totally Spies on there? Totally Spies. Totally Spies was, was kind of slept on, dog. Totally Spies really was lit. It had six seasons. Six? Six? six. Fam, I'm so, it, it took them from high school into college. Oh, yo, oh, yeah, 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 I, remember. I, I don't remember anything after high school. After yes. senior year, I didn't. I yes, didn't. the thing is, like, they stopped. It's after season three, right? It's uh, Wait, because when did, when did no, it start? season uh, I think it starts their freshman year, like halfway through their freshman year, but there's six seasons. Um, they dropped <laughs> it in America after season four, but they continued in like Canada and France up until season six. Oh, okay, that man. makes more yeah. sense now. Uh, I remember at one point I was just like, Doc, I remember Totally Spy, so of course I go on the YouTube rabbit hole. I was like, Doc, there were six seasons. There were six seasons. There was a movie. Oh, there was a movie? There was a movie. Oh, that's fam. I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy and Totally Spy, let's go. <laughs> Um, but as they were doing all these shows, like they put a lot of great shows in front of us. But there's one that will stick with me <laughs> until the day I die for one reason or another. Hamtaro. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hamtaro. <laughs> oh it's my the god. Theme song. <laughs> if we work together, it's much better. Dog. My best friend. Dog. <laughs> I don't know why, bro. <laughs> like, that's all I can think about. Like, and thankfully, thankfully, it is no longer on air because that quite literally was the bane of my existence. <laughs> Just turning it on and all you see is Hamtaro. <laughs> you go back to Nickelodeon, watch Avatar The Last Airbender for a little bit, go back to Cartoon Network, still freaking Hamtaro. <laughs> <laughs> Only to find out it's a Hamtaro marathon <laughs> all afternoon on Saturday. <laughs> God damn it, Reginald. <laughs> and, like, I, I. Why? Who created that? Who's like. Someone. Point me to the right direction. I'm about to write some checks up. <laughs> Listen, fam. Nah. I was rewriting shows in my head a couple days ago. Listen, we need to write our own cartoon show. Dude, write our own movies. Coming soon, a White Norse production. Yeah. <laughs> no, all, but all the filmmakers said, yeah. Yeah. All the interns. Yeah. Yeet. Uh, Productions present. <laughs> no, so let's end, let's end the show on that note. If you could write your own anime or cartoon, up to you, what would it be about? Oh, I feel like I'm in that rut where it's so hard because I watch so many different things that it's just going to be a recreation of something I've already seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I've like separated myself enough to be like, okay, let's stem some new ideas into this. But if we're going to take that question and twist it a little bit, if we could 
Rewrite. Rewrite or revamp a show? Or pre-exist. Ooh. I think. If we could revamp a show, I would not necessarily an anime. Well, obviously, we've talked about like redoing the anime for Yu show. That's beside the point. I'm going for something you guys haven't seen. Uh, not that you haven't seen, that you won't see coming. I would redo Kids Next Door. Kids Ooh, Next Door so fire. Next Door. Yes. So fire, so much heat. I want to do it where everyone is a college operative. That would be so nice. Yes. So nice. Ooh, for me, I would do Mega Man. But instead, Mega Man is the antagonist rather than the hero. Ooh, that's top tier. That's top tier. That would be interesting. Because, like, rather than him navigating, what's it called, the uh, the net world or whatever yeah. it's called like that, he's trying to destroy it. And then all these heroes are trying to fight him, but he's just too strong for everybody. That, um, I mean, they kind of played, I feel with, like that. They, they played with that with NT Warrior because mm-hmm. uh, he got a bug infection whenever he went up against Bass. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Yeah, yeah. So they've kind of done that. Um, I forget how they want, but they did that. <laughs> they win every time. Also, if I could bring back OG Beyblade, I would. OG Beyblade <laughs> was so lit. Oh man, I gotta find I gotta find the artist. So I was uh, I was outside and I was riding around in my whip and a song came on and I was like, yo, this song kind of bangs. And it had a, a caption. I was like, I gotta post this caption. Well, you know, you know, you gotta catch a caption. Yeah, you gotta post. Whip out the Instagram real quick. And I was like, Modern Samurai. And I was like, there aren't any dope takes on Modern Samurai until, and I had to be very careful with this, I clicked on a link that led me to Tumblr, and I was like, oh, oh wait a minute. No, no, this is, like, this is, oh, you should be safe now. I was like, yeah. No, I know, right? <laughs> maybe not all the hentai. Right? Well, most a lot of, of it. it. <laughs> a lot of it. So, um, I found this art of just like modern samurai that this guy creates mm-hmm. it's original art and he's got a bunch of different ones and so they actually look like millennials dressed as just like regular millennials and like dope stuff like Yeezys Air Force Ones um wherein like they wear hype gear but it's not like over like you know how people like draw Goku and like babe shorts and stuff like yeah. that is real ugly and I'm like hey nah not for me these dudes they look like they could be real people in this modern age yeah. and I was like Okay, I want the characters to look like that, but in like a cyberpunk near future, not distant future. So, so they live in Tokyo. They're modern age adults. They're like maybe college students or whatever, but they have to like navigate the network. Like, so kind of like the K Project. If you if you've seen that show, so a little bit like that. Has anyone seen Axion Flux on Netflix or whatever? Mm. All right, so way out of point. So. Let's take the modern samurai. Like we'll take the samurai, the ninjas, like samurai, like or ninjas, whatever, from like Naruto, mm-hmm. but dress them in like they speak the language and they behave like people in this day and age, but twenty years in the future, and they live in Tokyo. So twenty first so, century, twenty second century, 22nd. like the beginning of the twenty second century. You've got like. You still got like a ton of like humans interacting on a daily basis, but there's a lot of automation. Like the police are still there, but they use drones to like control like traffic and things like that. I think you can get into a lot of really cool things because you can still have humans. Samurai enemy. meets Tron. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what it is. You still got the human element. You still got a lot of interaction, but you still got to either like go into this digital network or maybe like there's things coming out of the robot world and like you've just got to fight and like you're, you're fighting an enemy but like you never you never really know who the enemy is until you get to a certain point and so you, you just throw hands you just throw hands no it's not obviously i feel like the kids gotta have a purpose and i yeah. think like for me like the purpose would be just like the socioeconomic power yeah like rise to the top rise to the top what if but here's my thing like it, I want the I want I want it to be three samurais. What if it was like uh, Ding and Rampa? Yeah, that'd be so sick. That'd be so sick. A whole, a whole high school, a whole a whole school full of hitters, bro. 
I kind of want to get out of the high school thing because anime is super, super high school. Yeah. I want to put them in a college, dog. Yeah. And so you've got the whole college lifestyle. Maybe like one of them is in high school and then the two other siblings are in college or like one's like just graduated. Yeah. He's an accountant during yeah. the daytime. He's the rawest one, but he's got to be the most responsible. He's got to bring home the bacon. And then the middle child, of course, is the rogue. Oh, he he'd be at college parties or whatever, but yeah. like during the during the fight, if like everybody, if like he's the enforcer, he's yeah. the enforcer. If, if somebody's got to throw hands, he's the first one to whip out the samurai sword. Like he's, he's, 20, yeah. he's twenty minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> he's always twenty. He's always twenty minutes away. He's got dual wielding swords, and then the youngest one is like the calmest one, probably the most technical fighter, but just they don't really believe in themselves yet. And the other two have the most potential. They have, and the other two be like, "Yo, fam, just show up because we know we're gonna win if you're there." Just show up. We just need you. We need you to show up because what? And like they might even have like an ancestral power from like their bloodline that they don't even know about. Hashtag Young Kanata really coming through with the yapper. <laughs> I think it would be a super dope and show. In every show like that, someone's going rogue. Of course, someone got to go rogue. Of course. I, I feel like the older brother got to go rogue just because he's got to be responsible. Tachi type stuff. Yeah. I. I yeah. You say that, and it brings me back to. Uh, I really uh, so two things. One, Digimon Frontier, hella slept on, super. One of my favorite iterations of Digimon, and then also why they still can like are re- reinventing the Digidestined from the first season, and now they're in high school. Beyond me, uh, but if they could do Code Lyoko in that style, ooh, I think where now like this. Uh, I forget what they call it. So Lyoko, if Lyoko all of a sudden encompassed like their city or like Tokyo or something yeah. like that. Wait, are you talking about uh, the the uh, the system that they the, the data space that they go into? Like all of a sudden, okay, Xana's the villain. Yeah, in and then Mer- like Lyoko like merges with the real world, the real world, and creates like this new augmented reality. Ooh, that'd be sick. And oh, then like almost, Ulrich pulling up with the sword. Wait, so almost on some SAO stuff or I don't recognize SAO. <laughs> <laughs> Respect, respectable, respectable, respectable. But there, there are so many cool things that they've done. They have either haven't implemented the correct way or just like, things that we wish they could bring back because a lot of it they have a lot of cool storylines right now but there's nothing that really has that same gravity as it used to like everything seems to be nitty gritty just to be nitty gritty yeah mm-hmm. no. like if you think about um kill a kill was just attack on titan yeah yeah for what i like and now stuff like can kind of weigh both options you have one punch man mm-hmm. that does have kind of like what can be graphic, but is also really funny. Yeah. Uh, how to summon? No, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. That one just strikes a, a really cool balance of like, not necessarily gratuitous violence, but like OD power scales. Mm-hmm. But then it always just like they always manage to rein it in somehow. Yeah. Or it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm out here for fun, but like, I'm here to like do something. Like there's a purpose behind this insurmountable power scale this mm. kid has. It's stupid. Yeah. Alright, so, before we sign off, I know we've done our little round-robin goodbyes uh, or, like, sign-off pieces, but if you could have um, what's one show, anime, non-anime, that you're looking forward to that is either coming out for the first time or another season's coming out. My Hero Academia Season 4. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Super. I'm gonna say... Is around to pick up girls in a dungeon season two because that show is lit. I said that title is way too long. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, boy throws down with Minotaurs. Yeah, I might have to watch that show. That's yes. how, that's, I, you know our rule. Anything more than five, especially with your experience and your and, and your searching history, I would, I would not be bringing it up otherwise. <laughs> and especially it. with your your search history, <laughs> why you say search history like that? It's you act like I'm actively going and looking for the. I'm saying you be clicking links. <laughs> you be clicking links. You be clicking. You be scrolling. You be scrolling down the sidebar. Everybody knows you don't scroll down the sidebar. You stay to the top. <laughs> top five and it's not top five. five. Top five, top five. Oh. Uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Let us know if you're what you're excited for. If there's anything that uh, you think we're wrong about, whether it is my uh, 
vehement dislike of RPM, or uh, maybe you have a favorite iteration of Power Rangers, maybe you know something in Endgame, or you have a theory about Spider-Man Far From Home, hit us up on the social medias at Eman Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. We are on all major streaming platforms. Go ahead, rate, and review us. If you do, we shout you out. Appreciate all you guys that have done that already. And be sure to tell your friends about us. And with that, there's always money in the banana stand. Yes, sir. Got the spirit down on deck. Try us if you want to. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Captain Voltron. <laughs> hey, we got to be bringing that back. Yeah, no. <laughs> Because he was talking about the presidential election, <laughs> and then someone talking about Hillary is like, you know what this is? Voltron. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, Spirit Detectives out. <laughs>